G'day Trendsetters, welcome to episode 465 of the Trainsmooth Podcast. My name is Tim Egg, and if you have any questions, jump on through to the website, trainsmooth.com, or send me through an email, tim at trainsmooth.com. Now, if I seem a little distracted, I've got the Newcastle Knights-Canberra Raiders game playing in the background. I've got the volume turned down. The game's due to start in around five minutes, thereabouts. So if I all of a sudden get distracted and start yelling out, go, 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 it means the Knights have broken through and we're about to score a try. However, if I start yelling and carrying on, tackle him, tackle him, because that's what I do, like they've got a chance to hear me through the TV, it means we've decided to play touch footy and let Canberra Raiders run straight through us, which reminds me, about, I don't know, a few weeks ago, when Prince Philip died, who passed away, he, uh, within a day or so of that, the rugby league community lost um, just a massive personality, Tommy Radonagus. And which was which was funny in some ways, not not that he passed, but funny that such a big um, name, you know, like um, Prince Philip, who passed, who and we're you know part of the Commonwealth here in Australia, so it, you know his passing went right across the world, really. But in New South Wales and Queensland, and it, it was you know had memorials throughout. But absolutely nothing shat- it was just nothing compared to the amount of memorial game days and b- gatherings at pubs and everything in Queensland and New South Wales for Tommy Rod- Tommy Rodonigas. Now this guy is you know, as classed as the last of the hard man. He talked like this. Probably because he was, you know, come in at half time and he'd smoke a couple of cigarettes and go back out onto the field. But this guy's had more fights and I've had hot meals. And I'll, I'll t- quickly tell one story before. I know you got, this is a triathlon-related podcast, and I'm talking rugby league here, but it's a good story. Um, Tommy Radonigas was um, New South Wales coach, and Laurie Daly was the captain. And he, Tommy's going in and says, "Now this is the plan for our defence. We're going to get in there and we're going to bash them." And, and all the players are just like, I'm going to bash him. What does he mean by that? So a couple of the players went to Laurie and said, what does he mean by bash him? And Laurie goes, leave it with me. I'll check check with Tommy. He goes, that evening he goes to Tommy. He goes, mate, what do you, th- what do you mean by uh, the defence? We bash him. Do you mean we just wait to, you know, we tackle him front on or we swipe in through through Morse from the side? And he goes, well, what do you think? He goes, well, what do you think we should do? He goes, well, we'll do whatever you want. You're the coach. You know, we just want to make sure we're right. He goes, well, leave it with me. I have a think about it and I'll get back to you tomorrow. So the next day they're in, the, he gathers the team and he says, after talking with Laurie, I've decided to change the defence plan. We're no longer going to just get in there and bash them. We're going to tackle them more from the side, swipe them up. And then we're going to bash him. <laughs> so it's just a good... He's, he's incredible. So I'll steal the saying from um, Molly Meldrum again. Do yourself a favour. Jump on YouTube. Type in Tommy Radonigas highlights. Especially you'll see him in the locker room and they're slapping his cheeks. You know, they'll slap each other in the face constantly trying to rev each other up. And you see okay, and a couple of them will start punching onto each other because just completely revved up. And then, um, and then you'll see one of the highlights. You'll see um, Tommy was playing for Newtown Jets, and I, I forget the team that he was playing up against. And these are back in the seventies, you know, seventies, eighties. They were tough men. 
And Tommy gets past the ball, and he's got this big forward charging at him. So he throws the ball, and just before this player could get to tackle him, he just starts throwing punches at him. So clearly the game's, the game's changed quite a lot from those days, but, oh, wildly entertaining. But anyway, you guys didn't come to listen to me talk about this. You've, uh... Today's question comes from Peter, who writes... Uh, we've training for an Ironman that I hope that will be still be still going ahead towards the end of the year. How long should my long runs be? How many should I do? And when should I start? Uh, well, the, the, I'll answer that last one. When should you start? It's exactly we're saving for retirement. Yesterday is always the answer. I'm a true believer that you should be doing a long run all year round, once a week, all year round, unless you're having a time off for, um, from training. And now that distance and that intensity and everything's going to change completely depending on that time of the year, what your goals are and everything like that. Um, but just, and I'll give you an example. So, and, and I would say this is definitely the case for, let's say, 10K runners upwards. So if you if you're doing you're doing an Ironman, so we're talking a marathon here. So I'd be all year round, I'd be doing at least a two hour run. Let's call it every Sunday. So you wake up, you have a quick feed out the door, two hour run back home before the family wakes up, and you're ready to spend the whole day with the family. All year round, every Sunday, without fail. If it's raining, you go out there, and whether you want to add walks into that. You know, a one-minute walk every t- every ten minutes, thirty-second walks every ten minutes, or whatever. It's when and so when you can do that, you've built up that really good base. When it's time to start building up for that big race, you've got um, less chances of injuries. You've already a really good step towards hitting hitting goals. Um, and then you, if if you're a ten k runner, might, your long run might be hour and 20 to hour and a half might even be two hours it's you know whatever you feel feel comfortable but i do think that long run should be done all year round now um as you're leading up to an eye up to your eye man how long your run should be is going to be very very different to a lot of other people that's going to be racing um obviously you want that minimum long run to be two hours if if you can do it safely and and i'll take a back step so you're saying when should you start i'm guessing you haven't started so let's say you're doing and i'll back it right off let's say you're doing three 5k runs a week now one of them you're gonna have to turn into a long run so you want to grab that and you want to increase the volume 10 minutes per week until you get to roughly around an hour and a half and just hold it for that for a couple of weeks just to make sure you're right. And then you want to start increasing it by 10 minutes every week until you get to about two hours. And hold that for a few few weeks. Make sure you're comfortable and everything's okay. And you may, you may want to split it too. So let's say you've got to an hour and a half and you're feeling really, really crap. That afternoon you might do another 50 minutes of running. You can can do it like that, but but just want to gradually slow up. Make sure you're um, safe. Yeah, when we're talking about how long, like when we're talking about how long, it's it is hard because um, I got I got athletes where I'm I'm able to give them twenty mile long runs 
just about every single week for that six months leading into a Ironman. Just every single every single week, they're able to do that twenty miles, and then as we're getting closer, what we're doing within that twenty miles differs greatly from what we did six months versus twelve weeks out versus six weeks out. You know, we we start adding a little bit of spice into it. When I call spice, it could be just a fast twenty minutes towards the end. It could be um, fifteen k's of that at race pace or race effort. Um, I definitely I don't do race pace, but I do race effort. Um, but those particular athletes, I really like them having a run power meter, so I can have full control of what they're going to be running at. But um, how long? But then I've got others that are, I've had a lot of success with, and I was going to adopt this myself. Where in that 12, 12 13, 14 weeks, twelve route leading into the IMM. Most weeks are going to be 20-mile runs. Five of them are going to be roughly around 35Ks, thereabouts. One of them is going to be a 40, anywhere between 38 to, to, to a marathon. The longer it is, the lower the intensity I'm going to bring it, but it's still going to be a hell of a lot harder than their long run is going to be eight months out. So when 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 I say you know that might be forty k's might be just thirty seconds under race pace if we're talking paces, um, so you you want to play with that now the fact towards the end of the year what are we um, mid May now uh, I'd be just getting the volume in if if you haven't done the long runs constantly. I wouldn't be worrying too hard about adding intensity during those long runs because I think the risk for yourself is going to be way too high. I'd be capping it at two hours for a little while until you make sure you're going to be A-OK before you start increasing the volume. And there's a lot of people, including coaches. Now, I'll go off on a, a side note here. Um, half a dozen years ago, thereabouts, I used to hang around. I used to, you know be with this guy who was doing his PhD in sports science. We, we He was um, very early 20s, and I used to say to my wife, because he used to come hang around with me all the time, and I go, well, I wonder why a young 20-year-old wants to hang around a person in their late 30s. But, you know, but we got along like a house on fire. He was doing an Ironman. He was tra- it was going to be his first Ironman, and this guy could have easily become pro, a back-of-the-pack pro, but a pro. And he um, he got this program off a coach in Melbourne, like he off an athlete who had a coach in Melbourne. He was showing me all this. Stuff. He goes, "Oh, they don't do long runs. Their long runs are one hour. They do one hour like they do one hour runs five to six days a week. Never, never these two hour runs." And he adopted that approach. He goes, "This is the way to go." And and I was saying, "No, I I just and I'm not going to. I won't name this particular coach or his company because I." I only saw this one program. I don't know what this person's philosophy is. I didn't really... I've never really deep dive on this particular coach before. And he's semi-well-known. But um, I've, I've only got... You know, I wouldn't judge him by looking at one athlete's program because it, that could be just perfect for that particular athlete. And I, I don't know any of the um, circumstances. So... I'm just watching the nights here. Bear with me. <laughs> um, so he, he's he's going, oh, yeah, one hour run. And I go, you could have two people 
you know, if I can double you and you go and do six one-hour runs a week and then the other one does five runs per week with one of them being a two- or three-hour long run, that that person with the long run is going to kill you every time. But anyway, he did the. I think he did a nine and a half, nine twenty-ish Ironman. So it was fast, but I still think he left a lot of time on that on that course. But um, but that but that that is always a, another option. If you, if I just think if your body needs to know what it's going to put up with as you're getting past that last 17 kilometers of a of um a marathon in an ironman your body's screaming stop and you you need to be able to hold that uh, the pace for your goal now i don't know if your goal is just to finish then you you know you might be able to just power walk it towards the end but for those ones that get wants to finish do a three and a half hour marathon a four hour marathon or whatever it is um, and you're, let's say it's a three and a half hour marathon. You're running five minute k pace, and you're, you you've still got fifteen k's left to get do, and you and you're right on the dot, and you think I can't, you know, I can't even slow down and walk for a couple of minutes here. Just catch my catch a breath. I've got to keep going. So it's and that's where these long runs come into it, especially the ones where you're adding, you know, you're teaching your body to run at a particular effort or a particular pace or a particular power on really fatigued legs and it's got to be good technique so um and how many should i yeah well, way into that how many should you be doing every single week i really like also uh, as you're building this so i'm a big fan of having your bike long rides let's say saturday and your long run sunday because of uh, you've got that accumulated fatigue but while you're building up your volume, run volume, and I'm assuming you haven't done these long runs, I'd be putting your long run before your bike. Whether it you do your long run on a Wednesday or you do your long run on a Sunday, Saturday and do your long bike on Sunday, whatever it is, but you want to limit the risks of um, injury. And I'd be keeping all your runs aerobic, just more easy than anything. Jeez, that was a good tackle from Ponga. Um, so I'm still watching rugby league at the same time. That was just a good tackle from us. I'd be keeping all your runs aerobic, just easy to easy anywhere between easy to fair the whole time till you build up that um, weekly volume safely, and then you can start adding some intensity and um, start going from there. But it pay to um, read up on if it's you really want to put a solid run in, and for anyone who wants to really do a solid run um for long in particular long distance read up on canova's um philosophies he's i just think he's tackling crikey Uh, i think he's just the um the, the bee's knees when it comes to running coaching i hope that helps if you guys have any other questions jump on through to the website trainsmove.com until next episode hooray